greetings, namaste, and shalom, everybody out there in dreamland. I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan and you are listening to me broadcast from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. My pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you all very much, listeners new and old alike. Very important episode today, but all episodes are important, so stay notified with your finger on the pulse of the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. All social media posts, all social media links, all video platforms, all podcast platforms like my podcast website or my many various accounts and headquarters on Anchor, just being one of them, as I am streamed currently over a dozen major platforms, and various other third-party platforms. But you can catch me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Audible, etc., etc. However you choose to join the Beyond Top Secret Texan community, whether it be on social media, etc., I absolutely am obliged to you and appreciate you sincerely if you share, share, share this content. Share it on your social media pages, share it on your Twitter, share it on your Instagram, share it on your uh, Facebook, share it on whatever social media site you use or forum you use to talk with your online family. This helps me tremendously because I am shadow banned currently amongst all platforms that I am forced to use as an amateur internet creator. If I hope to reach you, I must ask you to help share my channel, my podcast my social media, etc. Each new like I get, I get because individuals like yourself are so kind 
as to share my content with their friends or community. Posting it on Telegram pages, posting it on 4chan, 8chan. That I appreciate very, very much, and it warms my heart. Check out the Reddit, for example. I just made a Reddit. I personally am moderating this Reddit. Um, you, it's r slash UFO podcast. It is obviously a place where I am going to feature my videos and advertise my podcast, but at the same time, it's for everybody, various internet UFO podcasts, etc. Anyone can use it. Everyone is welcome to it. But thank you all very much for checking it out. It's new. It's only been on for a month. But like I said, I don't really like these phony social media sites. I prefer 4chan, etc. And the only way that that's really authentic is if you guys yourself do it. So thank you all in advance for that. Beyond Top Secret Texan is going to be speaking on the Jess Rogue show on Fringe FM. Fringe FM on the Jess Rogue show. So thank you all very much. The audio you will be hearing is us conversing on her podcast as she interviews me. Okay, so we're going live in three minutes. I will leave this on. In that interior. It's going to be a great interview, great show. We're going to be talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. Audio is good on my part. Audio is good on the iPad. Audio is going to be good on the FM show right there. Waiting to get updated on the link. This is the exciting world of podcasting. Put my flag right there. Be able to probably edit this a little bit. You know. All right. Let's see this. Round two. 
Looks like we're in. Alright, looks like we're about to go in the danger zone. Sweet. That's Jesse Rogue. That's Jesse G J E S S E R O G G E. Jess Rogue. J E S S R O G G E. Jess Rogi Show. It's a show that covers a variety of topics that all connect. We're just trying to find out more about the reality we live in. We are live tonight to the Fringe FM as always, and we're also live on YouTube. So how do you guys listen to the show? Do you guys listen to it on the app? Well, the app is the best way to catch a show, and you can also catch on-demand episodes on there as well. If you head over to the Android or iTunes store, just search Fringe FM. And uh, you get access to all our great shows, even the Fringe FM Late Night, which starts at 7 p.m. Pacific with Troubled Minds with Michael Strange, followed by Lighting the Void at 9 p.m. with Joe Roop, 
and then my show, The Just Rogie Show, at 11 p.m. Pacific. That's six hours, guys. Six hours of live fringe talk for you, Monday through Friday. Ah, I'm so excited. We have a great guest plan for tonight. It's the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I know it's so mysterious, but we're going to get into a great talk. We're going to talk a little secret space program, a little bit about skinwalkers. Oh, I've got a good one for you guys tonight. But first, if you want to help support the show, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com and search Jess Rogie. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you guys can help me pay for apps for the show and other costs associated with producing the show. Like Adobe Audition, the thing I'm just trying to get right now. But you know, guys know we are catching up on podcast players, so if you listen on uh, podcast players, I'm uploading a couple episodes every day. We are almost caught up to where we are, so then we'll be up to date. Everything will be caught up. And I want to give a shout-out to the patrons. I want to give a shout-out to Russ, Barb, Clown Baby, Tommy G, and Anthony. For as little as $3 a month, you get access to early announcement and behind-the-scenes blogs. And I'm planning on working on a new package, so stay tuned on that. I'll be announcing it once it's complete. So a lot of people say, Jess, 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 how do I get on the show? Do I send you a message on social media? Well, you can, but the best way to reach me is to email me at thejessrogishow at gmail.com. And when you email me, you can send me your show pitch, talking points, links to your website, socials, any appearances you have. That way, they're all in the same place. It helps me to be more organized, and you don't get lost in the shuffle. Because I do get a lot of messages, and sometimes, guys, sometimes they get lost. So I do want to mention, let me pull this out here. I do want to mention our fabulous sponsor, Aliens Built Earth. You guys check out my new Aliens Built Earth hat. I've been so damn busy, I haven't had a chance to take any photos um, with it for Instagram. But, great hats. This one's actually corduroy with embroidery on it. And if you guys know, I love wearing hats. I wear them every time I leave the house. And uh, Aliens Built Earth hats are my favorite. And guys, they don't just have hats, they have socks. It's almost time for sock time in the cold winter. So... If you're looking for a hat or just some great alien gear, head over to aliensbuildearth.com. Use promo code ETSR for 15% off your order. You can also follow them on social media, Brim of the World and Aliens Built Earth. We have two fantastic chat rooms going on tonight. If you want to chat, you can hang out in the Fringe FM Discord. If you head over to fringe.fm and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, you'll see it right there. You'll click on it, you get an invite, you get to chat with all the other great listeners on the show. And if you're more in a youtube mood, you can head over to YouTube. We are streaming to YouTube there. We also have an additional chat room going on there. It's a lot of fun. So I do. Let's give some shout-outs. Let's see who's in the uh, in the chat room here. We got Hello Two Grandmaster UV. We got Sarah Myflock. Hello Two Enzo. Sylvain, thank you for joining us. I know we got UAP David in the house somewhere. Here we go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And then we got Jen Hawkins over in the Discord. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's going to be a fun one, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Let me see if I'm through all my notes here. I'm not quite done yet. Hold on here. We'll bring our guest on here shortly. So tomorrow night, 
Wednesday, we have Louis Borges joining us again for a solo show. If you remember, he was on last week with uh, Jason Gulamete from UAP Studies Podcast, but we did not get to know Louis and how he kind of got into this field, and we didn't get to talk to him about his experiences. So he'll be joining us tomorrow night, so bring your questions. That one's going to be a lot of fun, too. Thursday is to be determined, because I will be landing just as the show get, goes live. That's right, guys. I'm flying. hate flying, but I'm going on a trip. So there is a possibility of a replay that night, but if all goes according to plan, we'll be able to do open lines on Friday. I'm getting my laptop set up to be mobile. I'm setting up my mic, so hopefully, hopefully it all works and we can do open lines on Friday, so stay tuned for that. You guys know I love open lines. I get to chat with you guys. It's totally chill. And then Monday might be a replay unless I get back early enough to do a show, so We'll kind of see how that goes. Um, if not, please stay tuned, and I will be announcing it um, if I'm not here. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, I'm going to be appearing on Chuck's Raw Reviews at 7 p.m. Pacific as a guest. Um, that's kind of more of a pop culture show, so you guys might want to check that out. It's a little bit of a different niche, but, you know, we're still going to talk about the fringy stuff over there. Tuesday, we have a guest. We have Drew Banky coming back, and I love Drew Banky. You guys know that. Always a fun time with Drew. What up? What up? We have Big Willie in the house. Hi, Willie. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. So tonight, 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 who do we have for you? So my guest tonight, he is someone who actually got lost in the shuffle from before summer. He reached out to me. We were planning to do a show quite a while back, maybe before, I'd say maybe May. But... You know, he reached out to me. I was like, oh, crap. I've had a lot of sh happen, so I'm back to it. Love to have you on. Let's get into some fun stuff. So Mike is the top, beyond top secret Texan, and he's a full package, total spectrum investigator, speaker, experiencer of many paranormal subjects. He specializes in UFOs, specifically alien species, military connect connections, rare and obscure reported cases, and its connection to subjects like cryptozoology and technology. Uh, so I want to give Michael a warm welcome. Michael, the beyond top secret Texan, a warm welcome to the show. I hope I can hear you because we didn't get to chat before. We, we didn't get to do a sound check because I sent you the wrong link. Well, hopefully uh, my sound check proves to be all right. Can you hear me? Everything's going good, going great. All right, yeah, green to go. All right, sweet. So, yeah. Thank you very much, um, Beyond Top Secret Texan. Thank you for the introduction. Um, great to be on here. Great to uh, be able to share my information and everything like that. We're going to have a great uh, two hours of talking, and uh, hopefully I can help educate as well as entertain while doing it. Hoping to be my classic charming self. And if you would like uh, at home to pl uh, check up on my archives, then you can follow everything I'm doing on Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Text. And the only link you're going to need to find all my social media, the podcast website, the merch store, etc., all that good stuff. So it's going to be like uh, your Twitter, Telegram group, Instagram addresses, all that uh, podcast-related things. All my uh, streaming services are going to be up there. My HQ for that, it's Anchor FM, but you don't have to worry about individual links. If you use Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Text, and it brings you right up to everything up to date that I'm working on. So 
uh, you know, welcome aboard. Huge archive of episodes, 500 YouTube videos, or over 500 YouTube videos, um, around 300 podcast episodes. And if you would follow my just video clips of video evidence, then they're in the thousands. And you can check out that on Instagram, Telegram, or um, TikTok. You know, wild, wild time, uh, you know, uh, provides because they are shadow banned. They get deplatformed. I have already cycled through several incarnations of these channels with my original TikTok being deplatformed at 760 million views. Mil- uh, so j- million. We have to yeah. pause on that for a second because that, that, how many views? That is what, 760 million views that mm-hmm. it got taken down. Now, I don't let it get to my uh, head or I don't have a big ego about it because I know in TikTok you can have billions and billions of views over such subject matters and everything, but. Um, just goes to show that you're, you're never too big for them. You know, once you get that size, they just take you away. There's no, there was no warning. There was no, uh, violation. It was strictly because the stuff I post is really good, high definition evidence. It is obscure. It is stuff that is incontrovertible. It is stuff that when you see it, it begins to connect a lot of dots in the narrative. And they are definitely throttling it. They've always have been censoring the subject and uh, now that I'm playing with the big boys, it is absolutely in my face how they uh, shill and send bots and harass and shadow ban and deplatform. Uh, many a nights have woken up to you know YouTube having removed videos that are months and years old. They come literally in the middle of the night and then give me a strike or something. Um, so this is why. I always advise everyone to get out there and watch while you can the stuff that I've already put out because you never know uh, when it's going to be taken away. And, and, you know, some of the stuff I don't have backed up, some of the stuff I don't have archived. But I have redundancies. No, I do have redundancies. So definitely, you know, follow multiple channels and everything. Follow my Instagram and my Twitter and my TikTok at the same time. And, and, you know, uh, that's the safest way. That's the best way to keep, you know, finger on the pulse beyond top secret Texan. Uh, you know, action going because I update update every day. I update multiple times a day. Um, I work on the podcast full time, so I produce about two or three episodes a week, and these are all between one or two hours long. So there's a healthy amount of content that I'm producing, streaming forward about this subject, and I still think that I have uh, literally a limitless and never ending source of information that needs to get told and expressed. So it's always going to be like that. I'm always going to be, uh, hard charging and kicking at the door. So no, definitely jump on board with that. Cause it's, I'm not going to stop whether or not these channels survive, you know, but I'm not going to stop. I'll always come you'll back. To someone. You'll find a way regardless of yeah. censorship and deplatforming i wanted to ask you how you kind of got into this topic and this subject because it's not because what you do is you kind of go into like these deeper darker places not that some people don't go well a lot of it is uh through my own personal experiences kind of forcing me into that direction and mindset but also this is the stuff that i feel needs to be told and when i was myself uh on the fence and just more of a consumer of videos and, you know, research. And I was seeing a lack of, you know, I was seeing that there were YouTube gaps that people were not able to kind of summarize things in the way I felt needed to be done. So that kind of got me off my ass and into 
producing and, and creating content. This is not something that by trade I had been interested in or doing. Um, the closest thing I have to this as experience was uh, being a big fan of music and, and kind of uh, volunteering at my college radio station, but that was, you know, 17 years ago. No, so, 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 so getting into the idea of podcasting, of video producing, of this was absolutely fish out of water. You know what I'm saying? I'm a more uh, subject matter research focus, but being able, you know, so producing my first YouTube video was like a big deal about this subject matter, learning to speak about it, learning to express myself, learning how to connect the the dots and to, to be coherent about it and things like that was all a learning curve. And I'm still learning and I'm still considering myself, uh, you know, both a student and, and someone who's having to like, you know, just learn, learn to swim by jumping into the deep end type thing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Way to do it. exactly. That's so, so to answer your question, why am I doing this? How am I doing this? I'm just doing what I'm doing because this is all I kind of know to do and this is all I kind of wanted to do in the first place so it's like you know I always felt like uh um it's it's a very uh it's very serious what I do is I, I take it very serious uh, and the subject matter is very serious and let that that kind of darkness is just being honest and being um uh, from a generation that valued that uh, through live leak and through uncensored media content, Rotten.com, for example, back in the OG days. And no, so I'm saying like, so yeah, when you step up to the plate with the internet type media content, no, I'm not, I'm not going to flinch or to, you know, whitewash it or to be PC or anything. A lot of my stuff is the reason why uh, I'm so shadow banned and things like that because it is not. Uh, advertiser friendly. It is not monetizable by the YouTube machine. Well, keep it a little friendly tonight. No, of course not. I know I'm always on my best behavior with interviews, and I find that very ironic because I'm not a savage. I'm not someone who's like a punk rocker, or, you know, who intentionally is offending to offend. It's just that the subject matter I'm speaking about really is uh, when you're talking about its connection to. Uh, war or global politics and you go into the conspiracy conspiracy angle conspiracy. connecting it between secret societies and how the government really works you are infringing on these um very uh megadeth album cover <laughs> subject matters where it's like no it's like seriously it's like there's a demon and there's a gray alien and there's like, like George Bush is sitting behind him in the suit and I'm saying I'm not going anywhere where people haven't gone but once you get to that level yes. it's like you are now uh no longer YouTube uh, recommended <laughs> recommended algorithm yeah. friendly, you know Twitter is not really on your side because you're not <laughs> going along with the, with the and I'd say I don't go along with any line and dance. I am very much an independent and a rogue, and so it's not really like uh, you know I'm I'm like a very much a pirate in that sense where I really don't have uh, a herd to follow and 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 because of that I kind of. Um, have to have to really roll the dice in everything I do. I do it like it's going to be the last thing I'm going to like post. You know, like if I post it where it's going to be like the channel's going to be taken away, you know, this is going to be it. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, this it's, has to be good because it's the last, it could be the exactly. last Hit one. send, hit send. You know, there's no there's no going back. You got to hit send and you got to just roll the do dice and, uh, you know, hope that they land, you know, in your favor. But so far things have been going great with the channel. Um, 
viewership is is better than I've ever hoped it was gonna be. Um, the like I said, the seven hundred sixty million views. I've I've kind of focused a lot during these little periods on different platforms that have um, kind of paid off and kind of haven't once the shadow banning takes effect, but. I think the proof's there. If you follow the social media and stuff like that, you can see that there's a very healthy community. There's a very, um, uh, it's the start of something, you know, that's going to, that's, that's really building a lot of momentum. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about your experience? Cause that, or is it an experience? Of course, yeah. Your research? Okay. What, what yeah. So uh, the experience, a lot of it. Uh, so what I talk about specifically is the secret space program and the exopolitical angle of a lot of it, right? Which is these things are already founded in, in established communities, right? In this ufology, advanced ufology subject. Um, and very much like the traditions of people who came before me and spoke about their experiences, I did the same and do the same and focused a lot of, uh, from my point of view perspective, as it, I know from my own experiences and as I've connected the dots and I've gathered through Intel using these uh, methodologies learned from my experience. 20 year and back, solar warden, uh, secret space program survivor for all for lack of a better word with that experience being compartmentalized mentally through their own amnesia and hypnosis and the regression time travel which is it it's it's a lot it's a very intense subject right but it yes. it's why I've made 500 YouTube videos and over 300 podcast episodes it's because this is a intensely layered remembering and um, coming to terms and grips with it but just like Captain Kramer or Tony Rodriguez currently coming out with their stories or Max Spears and uh, James Casbolt, Michael Prince when they came out with their experiences this is now my turn in a when you actually do your do the, do the uh, research into the can of it um, part of 40 years of, or even longer, of continuous disclosure by people coming out as eyewitnesses with their involvements of it. Um, and this is, this is something that, that is not a delusion. This is not something that's a, a fantasy of grandeur. This is a real-life military operation that we know is the breakaway civilization that has kept these programs well beyond top secret, which is where I get my name beyond top secret, but there's a book uh, beyond top secret. It's extremely good when it talks about this global agenda, this global conspiracy, all nations cooperating in it and subserving under it like an umbrella. And yeah. all these resources are fueled up in these beyond skunk works programs because they involve extraterrestrial contact and influence and assistance which connects like because you're, you're right you're dealing in the realms of impossibilities made possible by this extraterrestrial agenda and intervention and cooperation and at some points even war which is the prime motivator for both its existence and its secrecy because they do not want to cause an literal uh, world-destroying panic in the terms that we are actually at war with more advanced and and uh, 
having to form alliances with also equally advanced extraterrestrials surrendering our species authority without anyone's consent except for an elite cadre of political uh, you know leaders half a century ago or, or almost at this point a full century ago and even longer than that given the given the actions of keeping the secrets that when you you've had a good amount of guests and so you understand these subjects the keeping the true history of the world secret keeping the true history of mankind's intellect and spirituality and physiology and the true geography of the world and uh subject matters like the hollow earth or tartaria or the mud flood and keeping these subjects extremely secret because they are all connected things like cryptozoology these are not pseudosciences these are pivotal pieces like a Jenga tower each block is doesn't necessarily have to be the fundamental brick and it's not built like a pyramid with the one keystone key, key and a uh, fundamental baseline reality but it's built like a Jenga tower hmm. where every single block is almost equally important to each other and sustaining its own uh, rigidity and that is what you would call I say our reality our consensus reality Everything from the secret space program to the hollow earth to the, uh, you know, spirituality of hyperdimensionality, or however you want to interpret it, quantum mechanics and things like that, to uh, real-life aeronautic engineering, breaking hypersonic speeds, uh, approaching relativistic light speeds, the physics necessary to, say, create um, radically exotic propellants and, say, anti-grav uh, devices, anti-gravity it's all connected. There's this massive interconnectivity to it. Yes. And it can I, only I be defined as the occult. It can only be defined as the hidden. And occult means yes. hidden. And this can only be defined as the true occult. Like you said, there's a dark side to it. Yes, the dark side of the occult, which is hidden. It's an esoteric hidden. And you have to approach it in a mindset of espionage. You have to approach it in the mindset of secrecy. Secret societies are the ones who control these things. See, it's like, how can you keep it secret? They've been keeping secret societies who've been running the world secret. This is prime example. This is practice for them. And that you start seeing that it's all built in a way that it's actually right in front of all of our faces. And I'll show a lot of photos uh, when we get into our second half of the show that proves this concept that it's actually not, it's not impossible to see the proof. It's actually right in front of all our faces. And everyone is dying to talk about it. Everyone is dying to share, share what they know. It's just that we live in a society where we are doubting what we're seeing, that we're not believing it. The seeing is not believing for us. And, and it used to be we're seeing it. Now. Yeah. And that... Uh, we are we are we are intentionally foolish and naive and blind to it, even though um, it's right in front of all of our faces. And this is, like I said, that's the personal experience. And like I said, it goes to that twenty year and back, which is a deeply personal experience. My own alien abduction experience, my own alien interaction experiences, um, various synchronicities in my timeline, cryptozoological experiences, seeing cryptids, etc. That made me really reorient myself into this is fucking real type mindset. And yep. then, like, uh, a lot of the involvements with secret societies and my own occult pathway, my own journey into uh, enlightenment, going from the dark to light. And okay. then uh, there's a lot of 
all of this that, that becomes the prime motivator for what I'm doing, like this this podcast, this broadcast. But uh, the uh, research angle, sorry, the research yeah. angle. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've been a lifelong researcher of the paranormal and supernatural, not even the stuff I personally experienced. I just realized, I know, and this is not even like a brag thing, I realized that when the UAP phenomena started, when the whole yeah. creation of a subgroup of new school researchers that entered the UFO research world, and they entered the UFO research world uh, seemingly without a firm, fundamental understanding of ufology, uh, complete with the literally a almost uh, non-existent knowledge of like the earliest days of ufology, the the first or first or second wave, right? Compared like you know nineteen forties and prior, like pre nineteen forties to nineteen forties and nineteen forties to nineteen sixties specifically, like things like that are are mass like the cases that really should be talked about and they are MUFON cases they are absolutely researchable online they are public knowledge they are books have been written about them for example that are not spoken about they are relegated to obscurity they are relegated to like an amnesia state or forgottenness and I feel like that was a big part of what I'm doing is I want to talk about what should be talked about like the Crash Lindum case in Texas, where two women and a child were injured after a UFO was literally seen being carried by military helicopters and escorted over their vehicle just outside of Houston and Pasadena. Yeah. And so so it's things like that. that who have people are hurt, mass sightings seen by multiple people, physical evidence. They brought the uh, Pentagon to court to try to get them to uh, be responsible for the for the damages and for the health, uh, the medical bills. And this was like a major world like disclosure moment. And it's now known like that's just one example. There are there are dozens and dozens ranging into the hundreds. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it after our first break. We'll be back with more with Beyond Top Secret Text and stay tuned, everybody. This is the Jess Rogi Show live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Here we go. Silas, Alabama, the man with no face, the other woman, a 
devil, dogman murder, and Hurricane Ida. Even a story of someone trying to kill a dogman. Louisiana water demon stories. Sign up today and become a member at imdarkwaters.com. That's imdarkwaters.com. You are there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. You're welcome. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard. And they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. Hey there, this is Jess, host of the Jess Rogie Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, Fringe FM. your heart beat faster or you suddenly can't breathe maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface you could have unprocessed emotional responses those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault childhood abuse or a terrible car accident it can be nearly impossible to find help the very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there you could be considered psychotic or at best you're just not taken seriously out of a growing mountain of research the national institute for integrative healthcare showed that eight out of ten veterans who completed just six one-hour eft sessions no longer tested positive for ptsd if you've had paranormal trauma you can contact metaphorical archaeology by calling 214-995-3754 again that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation boy that escalated quickly. Tonight joining me is Beyond Top Secret Texan. Mike is joining us and uh, sharing a little bit about his experience tonight. Welcome back, Mike. We had a lot right before the break. I didn't know if we could dig into any of that a little bit. Sure can. So I know what you guys want to hear is probably the 20 year and back and, and a little more explanation into that. 
um, fair question. I always, I know, always want to answer it and try to explain it. Um, not my term. It was coined, um, I believe, by um, Randy Kramer, who uh, spoke about his experience on Mars as a member of this 20-year in-back program, but other people have spoke about it as well. It is a experience where, personally, I was abducted, like many, many others have been throughout the years and decades, at the age of nine, um, transported, or basically volunteer into this program, um, transported aboard their ships, survive a timeline now 20 years into the Solar Warden experience, growing up literally into this knighthood that is the secret space program sponsored and funded and operated by the U.S. Navy, right? And this is Solar Warden. It works with basically the Earth Alliance. It's one of many factions. It's one of the most primary factions responsible for the defense of not only our world, but many of our off-world colonies as well. So this is basically a pretty intense experience for those 20 years, and that involves almost immediate uh, foreign exchange education with the Astar High Command, and specifically their race, the Venusians, inside this entire extraterrestrial military alliance that operates as Dominion uh, through the solar system that we live on. You know, on Earth. So basically, pretty heavy and intense stuff, uh, specifically for a nine-year-old, you know. Yeah. So, um, goes into that. A lot of my work goes into that experience. Now, Solar Warden uh, has a long, and, and obviously, the history of Earth is the history now of Solar Warden and vice versa. And so basically, there is so no... What is Solar Warden? I'm sorry. Is it just... What is Solar Warden? Is it just this whole project? So Solar Warden, um, to describe the history of the SSB, uh, when the Americans entered when the United States, not the, just the Americans, when the United States specifically entered the secret space program, um, it was through the alliance with a exopolitical superpower known as the Astra High Command. This was very, you know, this is considered a very beneficial thing. This is considered a very optimistic thing. Because the Astro High Command are considered very uh, light side of the force, uh, good side of the force type energies and, and vibrations and frequencies. But they are a military order like any other. And this was very much, they recruited the United States Navy uh, as a counterbalance, both physically and spiritually, to the Germanic, Teutonic, uh, Fourth Reich, the Notwaffen is what they're known very commonly the Dark Fleet, which is a dark side, if you could use that as a very simplified way of summarizing it, uh, an original uh, human space program for Earth, representing Earth. And to counterbalance that, they chose the United States, uh, specifically the United States Navy as the branch, but although all branches cooperate and all businesses in America cooperate as well, uh, to create this, you know, through the actual physical fabrication of spaceships that are literal ships of war, uh, flying aircraft carriers, frigates, destroyers, shield ships. We have off-world colonies on the moon. We have off-world colonies on Mars. We have off-world colonies basically on many asteroids out to uh, the Oort cloud, you know, all the way from Jupiter's and moon's 
space stations around Jupiter, space stations in the dozens, really, across the solar system. And there are multiple, multiple intelligent species that we've already contacted uh, at this time. And I know that sounds a little bit on the deep end, as a citation source needed kind of thing. The Israeli space chief, right, in 2019 came out and said that the Galactic Federation of Light is specifically keeping the secret of the Galactic Federation of Light from us until we are proven worthy by their, uh, you know, observations, and that President Trump wanted to disclose this information and was rebuked and told, no, that that was a transgression against this will. So, citation, the Israeli space chief. Another one is Paul Hellier, the Canadian uh, defense minister who publicly was the first uh, high-ranking G8 nation defense minister or appointed minister to come out publicly disclose that not only are we working with extraterrestrials, we're working with multiple extraterrestrial species, up to 80 or 90, that not only are working with us, but colonizing and currently living amongst us as a multi-species society on Earth. Yes. And that... And that's Paul Hellier. You can look him up. Canadian. And I say it's not, it's not even American. These are two foreigners. And then you look at things like uh, the OVNI uh, culture, which is the international non-English-speaking world culture, who are already accept this as completely true because France, um, like I said, the Canadians, um, people who generally have a, like the Hispanic-speaking languages of the world, Spanish-speaking languages of the world, Mexico specifically, have a very open mind to it. Chile has the most UFO reports of any nation in the world. I mean, this is, the, this is just statistics. And the culture, you know, when we ask for disclosure, it's already happening. It's our mindset. Americans are the ones, like I said, that's right in front of our faces. It's just that we have told ourselves we don't see it because we don't want to deal with the responsibilities of it. And these things are why uh, we have, say, for example, so many UFO sightings in America and in hotspots like Hudson River Valley, uh, you know, South California, Catalina Island, uh, Texas. Texas is a secret space program uh, launching site right out of Houston, and the Gulf of Mexico is super active. Uh, and then it's because they they fly with impunity. The Phoenix Light sightings was involved with it. This is this helps connect so much of it. And not only that, there's also a very tangible uh, reality to to this. It's that we. <laughs> We are not alone. They have been here for thousands, if not millions of millennia, right? Since literally the beginning of time and dawn of Earth. And the species have transitioned through existences just like we are transitioning now in our evolutionary path. And it's just, it's, it has to, you have to take in the fact that all of world history has been fabricated and lied to to keep this secret all of human history has been lied to and kept the secret. Um, you know, ev- everything is a tightly controlled illusion, the Matrix, to keep this secret, which is we are not alone. They are here. They are us. And we are them. And we are kept willfully in the state of disbelief because it is our tribe's choice and, like I said, this extraterrestrial's choice to keep the secret. And it's like we would, we would I think, never need the secret if it wasn't, forced from this higher authority down and that's what people the hardest pill to swallow is that we are not in control we are not free to choose even to tell a the truth 
which is I'm against it. This is why ethically I'm telling the truth. It's also uh, a good point of fact to know that it only lasted for 20 years for me. I ha it started when I was nine. The oldest I ever was in this program was 29. I'm 35 currently. So to keep in perspective that this is something that happens to children. This is something that happens to very young adults. And uh, progressively, the recruiting standards have gotten to the point where they're, they're recruiting literal toddlers and things like that to grow into these 20-year and back programs because they specifically need youth. They need people who are so young they have no frame of reference. and they. Oh, no programming. Yes, and this, this, is, this is something that also ethically begins to where you're like, you know, these are child soldiers. Yeah. Which is, I'm saying, like, yes, these are child soldiers. This is Shanghaiing. This is, uh, but it's also at the point where you're defending the Earth from extraterrestrial threats. So, real world, real life, real, real universe, and it's a very uh, dark one at that. You know, it's a very, very brutal one. And Solar Warden is not a, a ornamental or ceremonial parade unit or or it is an actual branch of the military it is a it is a absolute war fighting and has proven itself in battle and combat against the loss of many of its own memberships and it's like you know those sacrifices need to be talked about those people need to be honored um the people the experiences need to be validated the experiences need to be remembered and talked about uh they are real it's like they're not only mine but of everyone's regardless if they remember or become awakened or not. Only 5%, it's estimated, in this program ever have any memory of it at all. Uh, and then those memories then are, are uh, contradicted by society that's created to convince us through MKUltra and various hypno hypnosis uh, that it is merely a fantasy or an illusion um, but really the consistency of it and the actual, when you experience it, when you remember these things, it's very much a phenomenon that is indicative of why so many people are coming forward with very consistent testimonies. It's because this is real. This is happening to people. People don't, like, hundreds of thousands of people don't come forward over... 20 to 30 years with almost identical experiences and dealing with very consistent extraterrestrials who have very consistent agendas, who have very consistent, uh, you know, ways of interacting with people, who have very consistent ships, who have very consistent physiologies, the greys, the mantises, the tall whites. And I'm saying, like, people have these stories of Solar Warden, of the uniforms, the matching up and lining up of various dates and time. And this is, goes into not only my own, but uh, are people who firmly grasp and, and, and vouch for and kind of evangelize the secret space program um, lore. But just the UFO abduction community at large ad hominem. You know, like, Daryl Sims is one of my biggest heroes in, in terms of UFOlogy. This man is incredible. He has this conclusion. He has this idea of, because, and I'm saying, like, I didn't, I didn't convince him of that. This is why I'm saying this has to be something. If people who are rational like he is, have physical evidence, who interview abductees, who spent their life, their energies, their intellect to try to figure this out and came up with consistent 
uh, validation for it. The Harvard professors who have done research on abductees uh, talked about the genetic harvesting programs. Um, you know, th these things are uh, the real disclosure. This is the real disclosure. It's not, not whether or not the government is going to release videotape of, of real UFOs or whether or not they have a UFO. We have already progressed so much further in this community, my, the community that I'm in and, and one, like, want to at least identify with, but also just ufology itself as a discipline. This is the path we're moving in towards because this is the reality of it. it and, and we got to, like, uh, really understand how deep the deep end gets, how deep the iceberg gets. You know, like, that, the iceberg kind of thing. Everyone understands, like, the iceberg. Like, the, yeah, yeah the, how deep, how deep ufology really gets. And this stuff is not just... Um, oh, Corey Good and David Wilcock, haha, you know, like, go Blue Avian. No, this is like thousands and thousands of people have life ruining PTSD from this. And, and there is literally no mainstream source that respects it. Yet even the main, like I said, Daryl Sims, these, these mainstream Harvard professors are coming out with consistent research uh, conclusions, and after lifetimes, lifetimes, not just, oh, I introduced myself, this must be it, I'm going to read Wikipedia, and that's, and this is what I'm saying, no, like, after lifetimes of their own experience, confirm this. This is not to sell a book. This is not to, uh, get, get a, get a, get a viral video on YouTube. We know that, for damn sure, it's not for that, because we are all shadow banned, most obscure community, um, <laughs> most of relegated to obscurity and ridicule, and things of that for our own personal experiences. Trust me. <laughs> if we wanted to commit social suicide, there's a lot easier ways to do it. Right? I'm saying, like, there's no reason why Daryl Sims would do this unless there was a reason for it. There's no reason why I would keep remembering these things and want to do YouTube videos and podcasts unless this was an actual urgency and a conclusion uh, behind a rational, logistic thing. That being said... The only way to truly appreciate it and understand it is through the new age. It's through things that are considered fringe and unorthodox and non-mainstream, like uh, astral projection, uh, tapping into the Akashic Records, um, you know, uh, holistic healing, Reiki energy work, aligning the chakras, uh, a lot of dream work, a lot of things like that. Um, basically performing hemi-sync and things like that, really getting into the nuts and bolts of uh, freeing up what was compartmentalized or locked away in the brain. That 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 itself is its own journey, and um, that's what I said. No, that only five percent ever remember it, and even fewer actually are able to make sense of it. I think I am able to make sense of it because of that pursuit and everything, and because of my own personal experiences, um, training in psionics and ESP and things that also seem incredibly intense and. Uh, like their own their own huge gateways into subjects, but yeah, basically, um, my experiences able me to express myself, and my express and me expressing myself is able to make sense of my experiences, and that's a very that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's interesting because you know you talk about all this, and then it connects back to things that we talk about a lot on the show is all these spiritual, metaphysical, kind of new agey, I hate the term new age, so I try to say metaphysical, mm. spiritual, 
but there seems to be a connection to those things like uh, you know like telepathy they say a lot of these beings can communicate telepathically and we are telepathic ourselves we have that capability that's 100% the case um it's very important to all this too is because i really don't think i would have remembered it if it had not been for that foreign exchange education or cultural like uh, experience where I was literally raised for years by extraterrestrials who taught me psychic powers, to put it very simply. Um, you know, and that's exactly what it is. It's able, it's literally not only my given power, my birth power, basically, you're, you're what you're born to do, right? Your possibility, your potentiality, which we all have, but also this literal um, intervention from, from, you know, the star. Um, you know, be able to to see through the veil of linear time, like you know, like this three D reality, and to see it through its many different possibilities and perspectives, and that's extremely yeah. important, extremely important to all this. Is this as I understand that time is um, a big, malleable, but major part in all this, like. Yes, we are dealing with time travelers. Yes, there is a quantum element, element to it. Yes, time travel is real. Uh, yes, um, yes to all of it. You know, like all of the above. Like, basically, we have to understand these possibilities. If you're not dealing with just nuts and bolts UFOs flying to different planets, you're dealing with teleportation. You're dealing with relativistic time and space. You're dealing with quantum mechanics. You're dealing with... Uh, Things that, frankly, I think even the most intelligent of physics professors would ha would find miraculous, miraculous, but a real, but a real. I'm saying this is a breakaway civilization. Not everyone is is. I mean, not everyone is even able to understand this. Like that's I always have to remember. Not everyone is even able to understand like how anti gravity. Uh, is a reality. It has been a reality since the 1920s. Just we don't know about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I get it. I, I'm not blaming anyone. It's not like um, I'm saying like, oh, you guys don't get it. I'm saying it's like, I understand that. That's the, that's the way society and people really, really, I mean, they, they're limited by that fact they can't imagine it. They haven't seen it. They're not told to. They're not endorsed. It's not expressed. It's not uh, promoted. And they're punished when they do. But yeah, the water-powered car cars that is possible. But we always kill the people who make water-powered cars. And if you think, well, those technologies are put in the secret space program. So yeah, there are water-powered cars operating, you know, and water-powered spaceships and things like that. Which you need to think, oh, there's UFO reports of UFOs sucking up water. That's true. Then and things like and thousands of things like that, and you're like, oh, it starts connecting all these dots and everything. Are you? I got a question from the chat room for you from mm -hmm. Sylvain. He says, "When you talk about uh, when you say those people develop PTSD, does that include diseases like autoimmune diseases?" No, no, know? no. Um, although radiation poisoning is a big factor, um, there are a lot of veterans, for example, who break out with a lot of undiagnosable cancers or un unexplainable cancers. Um, I had a friend who was in the army. I joined the navy in this timeline, in the real timeline, which is something that is very common with the secret space program survivors. And right after his tour of the Navy, he got out, but then developed a really bad stomach cancer. Now, this is straight-up stomach tumors, and he had no explanation for it. And now, what that is, is that cellularly, when you do the 20-year and back, um, you don't change bodies. 
you are yourself. Now, many programs, the Dark Fleet will change your bodies. Dark Fleet will literally clone you and stick your soul inside these clones. And that's not, that's, but in Solar Warden, you don't change bodies. You are taken from your bed at the age of nine. You go literally to Solar Warden, live your life 20 years. Then they triangulate you back. You return back to your child state. Because when you time travel physically, you age regress. You don't... Time travel backwards is... Is, um, is uh, impossible. After your certain lifespan. Because you will go into an embryo. Your physical matter regresses and disperses back to its natural elements. Now, this doesn't mean that full-time travel... I mean, full-time travel is impossible. But uh, limited lifetime travel, age regression... Which is also valuable. It's extremely valuable. Uh, to them, you know, and they utilize it as such. It's not perfect, it's not ideal for that kind of like uh, back to the future type travel or, or Terminator travel where you're sending someone uh, back, you know, generate, no, decades, no, but you can go from the age of 29 to the age of nine. And when you're back to the age of nine, they put you back in your bed. It's like you never left. And they've corrected and literally tied off this new timeline. Now, yes, you've gone all the way 20 years, come right back. You've been age regressed to the body of a nine-year-old. Now, instead of having these memories, which is, like I said, a very intense memory load for a nine-year-old, you've just had a very traumatic and pronounced life-altering dream. And you live your life always remembering this dream. If you're lucky, if not, then it's lost in the pollution of the world, which is video games, movies, distraction, things like that, where you are told and tell yourself that it's not real. And all of this is intentionally based on real-life events, not the other way around, that they are convincing you it is. So that, oh, I had that dream or have this memory because I saw this movie and I must be confusing my life. And no, they make those movies intentionally after certain historic events and important significant occurrences, uh, meetings between extraterrestrials and human beings, uh, battles, contacts, things that they are covering up, disasters. Uh, they make up the various sci-fi and horror and um, action film type tropes. That, but it's meant for people who ever have those memories to instantly shut themselves up and be like, no, that's that's a fucking movie. Like, I didn't do that. That was absolutely because I'm insane and I'm going crazy and I'm, I must be schizophrenic and I'm the dumb one. Not the fact that they're having a lucid moment after years of suppressing it and they are like, you know, literally having a Vietnam flashback. But no, yes. th yeah, that's like the PTSD I mean. Uh, by that, which is uh, a lot of alcohol addiction, a lot of drug addiction, a lot of sex addiction. It's not a nice place up there. It's human nature, and it's humans uh, living in the moment, one second away from death, between very young childhood to their 20s, and the only older people are the officers who are on the 80-year and back, which is a lifetime, and they are kept segregated uh, socially. So the enlisted are privileged to basically uh, state-sponsored prostitution, drug oh. use uh, on their free time, uh, just hypersexuality, hyper-intense uh, uh, emotional expression, 
because people are going through puberty, people are uh, suffering from their own traumas and things going literally insane because of cybernetics and the connection to the, the internet full-time, uh, the workload, the stress load. Uh, it's uh, pretty pretty psychologically brutal. It's very psychologically brutal. You are at full fucking war all the time, like full active war duty. Uh, having to run drills, having to train, having to uh, do that from the age of 9 to 29. With no freedom, no time off, no liberty. You are a cyborg. You are already transhumanist at that point. They are implanting and replacing organs, uh, putting in things like uh, neural lace to connect your mind to the, the servers. It's all run by AI. It's absolutely um, uh, nightmarish from a certain perspective. But also from another perspective, you are uh, basically in this futuristic breakaway civilization. This is the reality of it. This is the physical uh, karma of it or dharma of it, however that perspective is for you. And this is what they're doing. This is how it's done. Through the the, the fighting uh, backbone of our species that's best and brightest. And it's youngest. And, and really it's um, because of that that we exist in this state of peace. In this state of this bubble of ignorance. is because they are actually actively always out there uh, projecting force, you know, Without that freedom, without that sense of liberty, without that sense of connection to this this homeland, this species, and yes, it is that kind of sense that that's why that trauma, that PTSD exists because you know it's it's that itself, the secrecy, the separation um, from from real experiences, from this group, from you know it's it's the people, it's defending the people, it's fighting for to be honest, that the world itself, there are 7 billion people on earth who don't know these people exist. Like that, 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 that itself produces a lot of the PTSD, just like how, uh, soldiers and veterans who are in the global war on terror come back. And it's one of the biggest disappointments is that no one really actively cared or followed the war news in their lifetime. You know, you're a 20 year old kid, you go to war, you come home, your friends weren't watching CNN or, or David Davis shit. You know, they don't care what the fuck was going on in Afghanistan. That's the thing, they don't give a shit. They, they, don't, they don't care at all. And they don't know. And it's because America doesn't promote it. Now that times like a thousand. Because it's not only that people yeah. don't know. <coughs> it's because it's actively being suppressed. It's because it's actively yeah. being covered up. Okay. We have to... We blew past our 12, our top of the hour break, but we're going to take that break real quick. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll have more with Michael, the Beyond Top Secret Texan. And we are getting deep and dark into the secret space program. So stay tuned, everybody. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogi, and this is The Jess Rogi Show. <laughs>
As we explore the mysteries of the universe, the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential, Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on the Fringe FM. from Shift Happens, and you're listening to the one and only Fringe FM. Well, at least I'd imagine so. I'm not sure how else, uh, you know, you can hear you. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard, and they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hey there, this is Jess, host of the Jess Rogie Show, and you're listening to KPLK Digital Broadcasting, Fringe FM. If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinical described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans <coughs> who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at imdarkwaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dogman. Louisiana Water Demon Stories. Sign up today and become a member at imdarkwaters.com. That's I am 
darkwaters.com. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. Got Michael Strange out in the Discord. What up to Michael Strange from Troubled Mind? Got the Night Stalker in the house. What up, Derek? Matt's all went to bed. Good night, Matt. Thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, tonight, we have Mike DeBeyon, Top Secret Texan, and we are. It's probably going to get a little weird. We're going to get into some of the darker aspects of what we've been talking about tonight. So, let's get into it. So, you said in the second hour we're going to get into dark stuff, but not too dark, right? No, no, no. This is actually uh, is actually very illuminating. But, no, the darkness of the Skinwalker Ranch and the darkness of the cover-up um, that's going on there, um, definitely, definitely. This is stuff that's, that's very obscure. This is something that's very... Uh, um, probably no one's ever seen it before or thought about in the way I'm going to show them before. So hopefully, uh, you know, this is, this is very important evidence to me because it comes from a contact that I have that I'm not going to try to, I, I'm very always conscious about their anonymity and their identity. So I'm not going to try to say too, too much in regard to, I've never, I didn't ask this person if I was going to show this information, but you know, as a researcher, I have it. It's in my files. I'm gonna share it with you guys. I haven't shown these photos to anyone before, and hopefully, um, you know, this is this is something that will impress you guys. So, so I was gonna do my own episode on it anyway, but I don't do video, and I was gonna make a video about it. So this is a killing two birds with one stone. This is definitely bringing something, you know, a little bit, a little bit, you know, important to to uh, an interview to show that kind of an appreciation for being talked to. So yeah, uh, before we go into my own personal evidence of it, uh, I kind of wanted to bring up the fact that Skinwalkers and Skinwalkers in the Pentagon, the Skinwalker Hitchhiker virus. So it's come to light that, and through other sources, not just my own, that uh, the Skinwalker Ranch has a contagion associated with it, which is known as the Hitchhiker virus. And this is a spiritual virus. This has already been admitted to in Pentagon papers. During the NIDS investigation, they were able to basically document a prolonged and residual but almost universal malaise and, you know, negative detrimental effect of being exposed to the Skinwalker Ranch. Literally living on the Skinwalker Ranch produces long-term hallucinations, um, what can only be described as lingering um, maladies, physical ill health, things of that nature. But the spiritual and, and hallucinogenic angle of it should be noted because it's almost consistently talked about as seeing shadow beings, seeing black orbs flying around, being... Uh, communicated to by voices, which they call a schizophrenic breakdown in the medical terminology. Um, so yes, contagion model for poltergeist-like activity. Absolutely. Like, it is the merger of medical and Native American curse. Because that truly is what the Native American curse factor of Skinwalker Ranch is. People have, I think, been 
fast and loose and forgotten how serious Skinwalker Ranch is. It's not a place to tread lightly. It is not a place to disrespect. Skinwalker Ranch is a very seriously, quote-unquote, cursed land by Native Americans for a reason. It is far beyond ghosts and monsters and things like that. It is a spiritually evil place and all dark side things corrupt and people need to realize that dark side corruption makes you a gateway a skinwalker over time and this is how a skinwalker in many ways are created because they are not born evil but they are exposed to evil and they give in to evil now, it's through the materialism of people who have been exposed to it that they aren't given over to the worst of their nature immediately, but that is a huge factor, that they are able to go to the hospital nowadays and talk to doctors, and they are being watched by military-level doctors and through private enterprises and reviewed that closely with that much scrutiny as, say, a CDC scientist who's working in contagious viruses, you know, elsewhere is. And that's a huge part of these things, specifically even back when Bigelow, which is where this all comes from, um, was working on it. One of the many aspects to what they studied was this contagion through the prolonged research and, like, medical... Um, basically checkups and, and um, you know, uh, keeping, keeping very close tabs with the researchers from these programs. Now, the question is, is Skinwalker Ranch an isolated case, the only area where this occurs? Clearly and obviously not. Skinwalkers are completely pronounced in the Navajo region, especially around the Grand Canyon area. Right in the Four Corners area between the states of uh, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, and Arizona. Right? So, if skinwalkers are feared by Native Americans, and rightfully so, and they are ignored and uh, completely misunderstood and only as a medical case by the uh, quote-unquote white man, it goes to, goes to very likelihood that an outbreak of skinwalker contagion, a hitchhiker virus, could reach pandemic or epidemic levels, as we've already been very conscious and aware of lately, and spread completely across the United States, and have done so well ago, long ago, and with no one the wiser, infecting even the highest levels of authority in our political system, what we would know as the Illuminati or the Cabal, uh, Bohemian Grove, as an example of these you know, clandestine robe-wearing people who may all be deeply, deeply corrupted and confected with this hitchhiker virus, which, as opening up to a gateway of darkness, anyone with Native American roots would know the implications of what I'm talking about is just scary. Wendigo syndrome is something that I believe the United States suffers from as an Indian curse. What is North America, an Indian graveyard, well, in many ways, when you build your house on an Indian graveyard, 
you know, they say you're opening yourself up to this curse. The United States' actions, as militaristic, as invasive, as, you know, uh, violent to third world nations, to predatory and resource and economy, that is the Wendigo. That is the Wendigo. That is a spirit of cannibalism, of bloodthirsty uh, gluttony, of seeing the land and, and only wanting to devour and having no love, no warmth, no kindness in you, but always starving no matter how much you eat. That is spiritually the United States. That's the Wendigo. I already knew the Wendigo was affecting the United States. What we know is the United States in all its in all its uh, levels, um, both foreign and domestic. But the Skinwalker Hitchhiker virus is something that I didn't consider, which is I am absolutely positive now is the explanation for why a lot of these generals and these military leaders and these military industrial types and these lobbyists and these warmongers and these hawks and things like that throughout the history of the United States have acted the way they do. It's because they are already possessed by the skinwalker and their behavior is as evil as the skinwalker of the Navajo which is a family-murdering, you know, outcast and exile to all things good, you know, and, and basically is this um, thing to be feared and to be feared so much that not the name shouldn't be repeated, um, you know, or, or you risk, you risk the contagion. This is how much they understand that it's a spiritual contagion. It's, you are... When you mention and you dwell on these matters, you are exposing yourself as you would a biological, like anthrax or, or, or something like that, you know, and it's just as deadly for you and your land and this, the, whatever area you're in. Skinwalker Ranch has become something like a Disneyfied theme park in many people's perspectives of it with Post Malone walking around and things like yeah. that. And, I and think there's a lot of celebrities going there, right? Yeah, and what I'm going to show you kind of puts things in perspective to how serious it is, but they want you to kind of think it's not like a big deal. They kind of want you to think that, well, the, the, you know, the silly Native Americans with their curses and their white sage and their powwows and their ghost dances, oh, don't they? They don't know nothing. You know, and that's what I want to show you is that, that the land itself is literally active with extraterrestrials, with reptilians, with uh, with various interdimensional beings, with two-dimensional. Love it. And this this is absolutely photographed and everything. The photos I have were sent to me from a contact who worked in Skinwalker Ranch. I will say in the nineties. That's about as much information as I want to give. Worked in there in the nineties. They had state-of-the-art cameras. They sent me uh, some photographs, but I have this right now to show you kind of where and put orientation of where he was when he took his first photos. Alright. This is the perspective of it now. This is where the show Skinwalker Ranch occurs. Can you see that? That's the road. Yes. That's the famous road. That's the house at the end of the road where the pin is, where the show is filmed currently. There is a pond right there. You see the pond next to what looks like the circle of of crop? There's a pond right there. See, the, it's right next to the road. 
Yes. On that pond, this photo was taken. Sorry about that. Yeah, it zoomed in. On that photo, uh, this photo was taken. Very hard. Okay, we can kind of see it. Okay, yep. what are we looking at here? Can you tell us? See, what that pond at? is right there, that gray area right here on this side. Yes. Okay, on the left there. Yeah, hold on. Yes. So, that side. That's the pond. Now, this is a UFO. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. Landed at Skinwalker Ranch at the pond. Now, I have it, I have it where it's circled in red so you guys can see it better. But he estimated that to be about 40 feet. Yeah, you know, it's it's super zoomed in, and that's an important part of it. So the way they take these photos, just to kind of show you guys in perspective, uh, let me show you. They have hyper-telescopic lenses, right? These, these super badass magnification lenses, right, on their cameras. This is just to kind of give you perspective. As a UFO photo he took from where he was on the Skinwalker Ranch, it's above that mountaintop. Right, that that top right there. Yeah, I see a dot right yeah there. you see the dot. This is what we're dealing with. That's how far away they are. They are taking photos of things that are literally miles away on a mountain range, and through the technology at the time, we're having to zoom in and magnify. And I'm only able to zoom in and magnify from the photos they sent me. So the resolution will be really low, but I will have these illustrated basically with a red outline where I can. And that one was right here. Yep, okay, so... That's the lake so circled in red, and that's the obviously the teardrop shape of the UFO. Now, you can see a little bit more detail once you have that mindset. It's not a part of the geography. It is sitting on the trees. It is relatively very large in that pond, and there's the road line right there. These, this was the activity level of the 90s, where that road seen from their vantage point, clearly had a UFO. Now, things were very, very different, obviously, 20 years later, almost 30 years later. But there are much more interesting photos, for example, of extraterrestrial beings. And I'll show you one right here. All right. Okay, so this is how hard it was to decipher these originally but he walked me through it okay okay so just to kind of point out right now what kind of pops out to you immediately i don't know it looks like there's something on the right on my right hand side like maybe a humanoid figure there are two humanoids on the right one crouching in front of the other the one standing behind the other and there's also something to the left what appears to be a giant centipede and i have that also marked in red Interesting. This was taken at a distance, like I said, of a mile into a canyon area on the Mesa. Now, imagine if you're a rancher living there. Uh, of course, you don't have this technology. You also don't have cameras set up at these vantage points to take photographs, you know, with people monitoring. And, and these were ex-military, ex-intelligence agencies, as well as ex-National Geographic ex-university level photographers and photo analysis 
because a lot of these things were not seen when they were taking the photos themselves. The context was they would just take photos and then review the photography the way a U-2 does, the way a military does, the way the CIA does, the way the FBI. You, just, you start just going through with a fine-tooth comb, and then you try to zoom in and analyze and try to picture different shapes. This is why it is so obscure in the details, but given the context of it, it's fantastic evidence, right? But this is the kind of rarity of it, that this was not disclosed. This has not been disclosed in the mainstream because it's owned privately and these were leaked through my own personal context. People want to talk about this. People want to tell the truth. People want to tell their experiences while they still have time. But people are very afraid of the consequences because the people they worked for are connected to the very top and the secret is controlled by very, very powerful people who make them sign very binding contracts life and death contracts. And so if I was actually to reveal any part of what I've already come to know about him, then it's, it, and even then, that, that itself, which, you know, isn't then, but that saying him is, is a little bit too close for comfort. Yeah. Even then. Okay. All right, so this one is a little bit more obscure, but if you see it, this is the kind of level of weirdness that we're going to get into and what I get into. This was taken against the backdrop of rocks and okay. talking about interdimensional beings. That one's yes. probably the most obscure. I have it drawn in red, what he illustrated to me to look for. These were three or four beings. These are four beings grouped very close together that appear to be ghastly white like Harlequin clowns. What? Yeah, no shit. And this is the extreme magnification of it. There's eyes, there's facial structures. This is not pareidolia. They are wearing clothes. One even has a red beard. That one is completely black in nature. The nose. And I said, I know I draw the red. Here is the uh, original, just to kind of get you guys uh, the perspective of, again, of the original. Now that you've seen the red. Like the, they look to me like Dio de los Muertes masks, especially the one on the right. Okay, the, I think, I think I see what you're saying on the right. There's like a, maybe eye. an eye. It looks like a half a face. Yeah. I think the half a face is not a shadow, but intentional makeup or markings. These are Harlequinade as described as interdimensional DMT beings by Joe Rogan, the likes of them, psychonauts, things like Terrence McKillen and Timothy Leary, etc., who talked about these uh, rather fanciful but bizarrely ornate like clown or harlequin or jester type beings, jester beings. And not say, and that, that, that part I thought was really fucking weird uh, in connection with Skinwalker Ranch. Because Skinwalker Ranch is very much a mind fuck, very much a dark side type place. Okay, here's a here's a piece of the rock which he said was uh, indicative of art, but not American art, which obviously I agree. Okay. Do you see it immediately? What comes out to you? I see. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm like Rorschaching it. Like, is it a dinosaur? What am I looking at on the left? Like a dragon, right? Yeah. 
like a dragon face. Like a dragon. I said dinosaur pretty yeah. close, right? Like I was saying, like you you see the snout, you see the teeth, you see the eye, socket. It looks like a Chinese dragon. Yes. A Chinese dragon on Skinwalker Ranch. Now I say Aztec. Now I say Aztec, but but it was described because these had captions on them. It was described simply as Chinese dragon. And I was like, oh, I see it, but I think Aztec Quetzalcoatl. And I think that that could be just very much because that was their difference of interpretation. Okay, here's one that's really interesting. Um, hold on After once. this one, we'll take our last break here. Let's see this one. Okay, well, okay so I got two real back-to-back ones. Uh, let me get the original pulled up. Okay. Original is very obscure. You can't really see too much of it, so I won't spend too much time of it. This is really far away, but it was on the side of a cliff, right? And then if you actually look back, this is the way you described it as, a Mexican mission, and complete with cross. And there's little portals like a Pueblo, Pueblo Indians, built into the Mesa of Skidwalker Ranch. So there was a society living there of uh, pretty sophisticated uh, human beings. Right, Native Americans that aren't talked about in history. Here's another photo he, he had. Do you see it? This is a being that was picked out through analysis. See the pointy head and the arm? Yeah, the arm and the eyes. And I have the red version uh, right here. Maybe a mantis? Maybe a mantid. Uh, whatever it was, it was actually relatively very tall. It was around 20 feet tall. So either a statue or an actually very tall, uh, gray type humanoid, which, uh, was, was standing in the, uh, Mesa. And that is absolutely from the, uh, contact that I have and the research they were doing in the Bigelow Project that is not disclosed through the NIDS um, experience of the 90s, but they were active in the 90s doing various tests of various uh, different levels of analysis, data analysis, etc. And um, it was a full-time operation. Not everyone knew everything. It was, it was a the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing type situation. Very compartmentalized. Obviously, these were ex-military. This is sponsored by Robert Bigelow, who would now lead the UAP disclosure efforts currently. And, you know, be, be behind the scenes for all of it. And Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander being a U.S. Army colonel in charge of the uh, Stargate, uh, you know, Operation Stargate and things like that. The 1st Earth Battalion and various other paranormal U.S. Army official programs. Jason Alexander is a very interesting individual. And uh, not saying it absolutely, I'm 100% sure he knows 100% of this, and you can always see the smile on his face or the look in his eye when you see his interviews. Uh, definitely, definitely search him up if you haven't been aware of him. But Skinwalker, there is a lot more going on than meets the eye, and it's a lot more than going on than Travis Taylor is talking about. And uh, when they... They, they show you what's going on. They only show you that one road and where that thumbtack is, basically. A, a, a difference of maybe about a 500 yards is where they explore. 
just to show you that it's just that that ranch goes on for for hundreds of square miles. On that note, let's take our last break for the evening. Stay tuned, everybody. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about Skinwalker Ranch with the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Mike, so stay tuned. This is the Jess Rogie Show on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. As we explore the mysteries of the universe, the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential, Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on the Fringe FM. Yoi there, it's Gigi from Shift Happens, and you're listening to the one and only Fringe FM. Well, at least I'd imagine so. I'm not sure how else, uh, you know, you can hear this. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard, and they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hey there, this is Jess, host of the Jess Rogie Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting for Jeff M. You suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience. Even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. 
you could be considered psychotic. Or, at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at IamDarkWaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at IamDarkWaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dogman. Louisiana Water Demon Stories. Sign up today and become a member at IamDarkWaters.com. That's IamDarkWaters.com. Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. We are on our last segment of the evening. Joining me tonight is the Beyond Top Secret Texan, Mike. Bring him back in here. Awesome, right on. The only problem is a lot of people said the pictures are pretty blurry and they couldn't see much. Mm-hmm. And obviously, given the technology at the time, and the fact that these are panoramas of a considerable size, like actual scope, and these are wide-angle shots that are zoomed in and then zoomed in again, and so pixels being what they are, they are still, um, they are still, you know, the best we can hope for because it's all we, it's all we have. That's you know giving us what it's like they're giving us their best you know that's the that's like the edge of what we can hope for even though it's not perfect and even though it's not up to 2020 standards this was 30 years ago or a little bit under 30 years ago in terms of camera technology and even now that would be an extremely challenging feat to take almost a mile at distance of photography that is national geographic level and and that's what they're giving us um I have two more that I would really like to show you guys to leave you on a lighter note and not just kind of focus on these seemingly, you know, you know, present extraterrestrial, you know, um, strangers and everything. This is the ultra dimensional. This is the hyper dimensional. This is the uh, ultra terrestrial side of experiences, the light beings the beings of a higher frequency, higher density beings that also exist on Skinwalker. Now, um, this photo, if you complain about the blur, you're going to love because it starts out seemingly just as this. Okay, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to open my screen so I can see that. Okay. That's okay. What are we looking at here? Okay. You see how there is a white 
angle right here. But if you start looking close enough at that white, which is obviously not supposed to be there because it's not an absence, it's not sensor, that is light, that is energy, that's plasma, right? And it's shaped like a wolf. It's 100% shaped like a wolf uh, with, with part of its body obscured by uh, the, the branch or the, the rocks and stuff like that, the brush. Which is, I know it's, that's kind of like a bigger, uh, like I said, if you don't like the, the actual pixelation, the blur and everything, but this is how it was described by the NIDS uh, investigator, uh, you know, my contacts. So basically, this was 100% what they thought they saw was a plasma shaped like a canine. And which the Skinwalker Ranch... Uh, given the uh, the Native American ghost wolf and their connection with wolves, um, is very telling. Uh, I believe they call them Yanaglanches, Yanaglanches, uh, being I think wolf, uh, being their werewolf, like this type of spiritual wolf. And uh, the first Skinwalker Ranch encounter uh, by the Bundys being the wolf that was bulletproof, the the yeah, super the wolf. wolf and so that kind of makes you think. Well, if it was physical at all, you know, clearly the point-blank bullets would have hurt it, but maybe it was not physical, uh, but only appearing as a, a wolf, but was really more energy, and its avatar is of the wolf, or the dire hound of this, this you know, Canaan. And it's very, it's very strange, but that's one of the things they uh, wanted to point out. Here is the second, another light being, light uh, entity, uh, sorry about that, photo that, that was sent to me. Why am I suffering at that? Yeah, <laughs> why am I getting this wrong? Trying to get straight, but it's like tilting. Oh, the camera's moving on the bottom. <laughs> it's sliding, my camera's sliding. I'm like, why? Hmm. There you go. I studied it. Okay. All right. What so, what, okay, you got to tell me what I'm looking at here. This one, I'll help you point out. I'll feed you. I'll feed you. There you go. You see a, an outline yeah, of these two beings. Where the being on the left is seemingly kind of hanging out and socializing with the being on the right. The being on the right appears to be holding something, which in my impression is a woman or a female holding an infant with a conical pyramid head. Like in Silent Hill. Like, like in the elegated uh, bird beak of a plague doctor. All right? And this one has, and if you want to look at the original again, just to kind of, like, make sense of it, they're like two angelic beings, in my perspective. And it, to go back to the red... Now, I have some people asking me in the chat if you can share your screen, maybe, if it would be easier for us to see. Um, I'm actually not very sophisticated, which is why I went and did this way, because I could edit and, and do my Photoshop, because my Photoshop app is on my phone. My smartphone is actually more powerful than my laptop when it comes to That's video. Tough. So I'm sorry about that. Is This was actually done kind of like the, you know, setting up to it. I hope it, I did my best. But if you see it yeah. that way with the red on it, now compare it back to this one. Like I say, I really did try to try to make it, you know, help out and everything. There's obviously faces or like head areas, torsos, 
and uh, leg areas. Now, the leg areas obviously are obscure, but except for the one on the right, which is apparently in some kind of like clothing, which it looks like a dress. It looks to me like he's dressed, holding a child with a headdress, and he is the being in white, or being completely made of white, and with an arm, shoulder, very broad shoulders, head. It looks like they are talking as they are just living in Skinwalker Ranch. And my opinion of that is they are skinwalkers. That is absolutely, or they are, a, are some kind of uh, ultra-dimensional being that resides at Skinwalker Ranch uh, as freely as we reside in our world. And, and we live in our streets, and as if though it's just the two, two beings of that power living their lives. And that sounds a little bit understated, but when you're at this level, you really do realize that gods and goddesses and star beings and monsters, cryptids, extraterrestrial species all live every day together, day by day, living their lives and and for what it is. Normal lives. That's what I'm saying. It looks like to me they are shooting the shit. Looks like to me that there might be a couple. That that might be a couple that might be their child. You know, that they're... And it looks to me like she's just holding this child. Like, they're just like, hey. And she's, like, wearing this, this you know, headdress to go out. And then they're, he's he's next to her. And they look like they're very intimate and very bonded. It looks very, very, very uh, sweet thing. That's why I wanted to save it for last. It's also... Um, to kind of show you this is very much this other world. Is this the world we do not see. And we cannot see if we only are shown what they want us to see. We're doing our own, uh, actually going out there would obviously solve the middle, but there's a reason why they keep it from us. They keep it private land, and it's never going to be made public unless the secret's revealed uh, from the very top down. We aren't, uh, unless we prove ourselves by learning and all this, I think, uh, you know, we have to open our own eyes. We have to do our own research. We have to, we have to reach out and and really do our own work to wake ourselves up. No one's gonna wake us up. There's not gonna be a, uh, a great like, day where everyone's like, this is what everything is, you know. But, like through the through my own research and everything, I'm proving that you can reach out to people. You can, uh, be open to this information. You can be open to this truth. And, you know, I hope that was that was something that I kind of shared with you guys just now with that. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And I think that's what we kind of talk about on the show is, like, there's so much more to the world than uh, what, can, what we can see with our eyes. And, you know, and they say, too, these phenomena, whatever they are, you know, it's not easy to capture in any technology, um, even our cameras today. The UAPs that are being caught by the military, this is like super high-end stuff mm. that the human, not humans, but like the regular civilian doesn't have access exactly. to. Exactly. No, you're right. No, you're right. But you just saw like the UAP, this is the Navy, this is top, top of the level 2017 technology, and you still see it's blurry. I mean, what can you do? It's It's only like, you know... Um, it's it's only it's only uh, I don't want to say it's only human because it's not it's a machine but it's only humanly possible to create such a perfect video, especially in the digital era without it being digitalized. But the fact that it exists, the fact that it's there to begin with, I guess I I know it's kind of blurry and I know that that does always bring up the attack of whoa we got it's always a blurry photo. 
all photos are blurry, technically, when you think about it. It's through, uh, through you know, our willingness to suspend belief and consider it a good photo. Nothing's perfect. Nothing can compete with real life. I think uh, a lot of it is um, having an experience kind of proves it to people a lot more. It's hard to show photographic evidence, and that's the big thing. Everybody's like, you know, in the mm. UFO community, they want that smoking gun. They want, they want to see uh, a gray alien walk by on camera and come out of a, a spaceship, you know. But uh, I don't know if we're gonna get that, guys. I just don't know if we're ever gonna get that. You're just gonna have to see a darn one. Well, what's funny about that is everyone's always talking about, well, why don't they fly over Washington D.C.? But when they did fly over Washington D.C. and the newspapers reported on it and everything, I mean, did that did that change the world? Did that change everybody's mind? Uh, when crystal clear. Sasquatch video was shot back in the 8mm reel days, the first prototype era of home video, and it's never been matched, the Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot video, uh, when the Phoenix Lights happened in 1997, and then they covered it up in front of everybody's eyes while we had CNN, while we had uh, home video technology, and there's a total of four, four surviving original films out of the over 10,000 witnesses, that's not evidence to say that it doesn't exist. That's evidence to say how complete and difficult it is to capture anything that people would be happy with as evidence, no matter the enormity of the sighting. And there have been dozens of UFO sightings in major cities with over a 1,000 witnesses. This is not something new. Mexico City has one almost every year. These these mass sightings these these mass sightings are the proof and it's surprising why people are not uh so like not already like yeah of course it exists you know like why already already you know at this advanced level where they're really to process the fact that um you know it's like like I said we aren't alone they've been here forever we are them and in many ways the world that we live in every day it has them in it right in front of our faces just like the skinwalker ranch thing and like i said the technology is there without the camera you can't visibly see with your own eyes as far as this camera can right and you don't have the prerogative to infiltrate and to get into these areas these mesas these deep valleys and only with the technology, only with cameras, is this even possible to see. It's like, this is something that normally no man would ever have seen. Because it literally happened where people are not allowed to go in Skinwalker Ranch. People don't talk about that. That they don't go into the Mesa. They are not allowed to go into the Mesa. Oh, see, I don't know that. So, uh, okay, so, uh, like I said, Skinwalker Ranch, the, in the show with Travis Taylor, uh, even though I really like Travis Taylor and respect his work and really like his novels, um, they aren't allowed to go past the ridge, the Mesa Ridge. They aren't allowed to really explore the fullness of the Skinwalker Ranch. And it's a huge, huge landmass. Like, it's a huge area. That Mesa is massive. It goes on for mile, many, many square miles. They aren't allowed to travel even over... Uh, they only are allowed to travel over air, which, like I said, a lot of that work and stuff was done, but on the ground, um, 
like I said, very few people have explored Skinwalker Ranch. And I think people have through this project, through Bigelow's exploration, through Jason Alexander's influence. But I think it's definitely worth saying that um, places like Skinwalker Ranch, Grand Canyon, um, places like Alaska, places like Nevada, places like Arizona, all places, Texas, California, um, all places really in the world have direct connections to extraterrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, hyperdimensional entities, activities, secret space program activities, UFOs, cryptids. Every single place has some connection to it. And that just goes, like, you know, we need to start taking it very seriously. But with Skinwalker Ranch, there's that edge because it's cursed land. It is still very serious. And like we started this conversation, it's cursed because it is filled with these beings and this energy, which most people cannot and deadly to anyone who goes in foolishly, blindly and naively, disrespecting, say, uh, digging where they shouldn't be digging, venturing where they shouldn't venture, that has, that has proven fatal before, that has injured people before, that has been documented, that Skinwalker Ranch is a very dangerous place, and I hope that I've proven kind of reasons why. There are extraterrestrials there, there's military operations there, there's energy beings living and moving there. Not I if you value your life. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and all your all your research with us tonight. Can you plug all your stuff? Tell people where they can find you and find your stuff. And the only link you're gonna need is uh, Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Only link you're gonna need uh, Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan, all lowercase, all one word. It's going to bring up all my social media links. It's going to bring up all my podcast platforms. It's going to bring up all my projects. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share. Please, I'm deeply obligated to everyone who does join um, at least one of those channels, but if you join as many as possible, that'd be great. You have your selection, but I post daily on all of them. Um, I post about two or three episodes on the podcast a week, uh, more on a good week. Uh, so there's always a constant steady flow of new information on this subject and other advanced levels of subjects that I brought up here too as well. Um, so there's, there's something for everybody. There's also a huge backlog, a huge archive of episodes. So if you're one of those people who just likes to binge all weekend on episodes, there's 500 plus episodes on the YouTube, 200 plus on, nearly 300 on the podcast. And so definitely sink your teeth into those. You know, be my guest, share with your friends, share on social media. Thank you all very much in advance for that. Beyond Top Secret Texan. Um, you know, thank you guys very much for having me on. Thank you very much uh, yourself. You're a great host. It's a great show. Thank you for letting me share. I feel very heard, obviously, and I hope you guys, um, you know, I hope you guys uh, liked having me on as well. Thank you very much. We had a wonderful time, wonderful conversation. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who hung out with us late tonight. And thank you, Mike, so much. Beyond Top Secret Texan, so much for staying up late with us. Tomorrow night, we have uh, we have Louis Borges joining us from the UAP Studies Podcast. So until then, everybody, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm going to play our music out. And thank you, Mike. 
Have a great evening, and we'll talk soon. No problem. Now, thank you guys again. Thank you, everybody in the chat. You know, you guys are the best. Until next time, which is tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Pacific here on the Fringe FM, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Let's play these a little bit of music on the way out here. Who are we going to play tonight? Let me play this. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Sweet.